0: This is the Connecting to Spirit podcast with your host, Susan Norton. Welcome. Oh. So, welcome, everyone. I'm here with my actual sister, Catherine Ivers Norton, and she has recently published a book called The Stain. So, welcome, Catherine. Welcome. Good to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Catherine, you know, basically I read your book and I really liked it. enjoyed a lot of the scenes and travel and intrigue and a lot that happens in the book. And I got to ask you, like, your book does have a lot of good, like, sexy scenes. And let me ask you, do you think sexuality
1: meets spirituality? Or are the two, like, separate? I'd say it depends. So for some people, sexuality is totally separate from spirituality. And it's literally just sex. For other people, it's part of a relationship where they're combining on different levels and it's a very powerful intimate thing, not thing, but like experience that two people share or two or more, I suppose I don't (laughs) want to be uh, judgmental. but. Sexuality and spirituality. I think that in the ideal situation, everything is present. There are no barriers that comes up in some of the later works of this story. This is the first book in the series, The Stain. But this idea that if your love is so pure and true that you would actually welcome God or ever to be with you and present while lovemaking because the intention is so pure between the parties involved so that it's just so deeply honoring and respectful so the stain does not necessarily start out that way this becomes something that comes up later but it is an adventure and it's an adventure over several books so in the beginning i think cassandra's experience might be a little bit different than sergey's where she's having this soul meeting, twirling in galaxies kind of experience with him where he might be like, I have a wife and now I'm going to have sex. And, you know, and he's just like trying to make it good that way. But so, yeah, but I think the two of them, they do grow together. And then she learns a lot on the way too that we get to hear about later. I'm no spoilers, you know,
0: no spoilers. (laughs) I have to ask you that red letters on the front of the book, like, is that
1: Russian or is that What's with the red letters on the cover and what does it mean? Okay, so let me hold the book up closer so the people can see. So as you can see, there's Cyrillic Russian letters. That <laughs> word is pronounced... No? Probably, I might be saying it incorrectly. Okay. But Russian people know that I love them and they will forgive me for mispronouncing because I, I try, but I, I have a ways to go. Anyway, yeah, so it literally means stain. Oh, stain. Because they're in Russian, there's no art. They're called articles, but there is no the. Okay. It's just stain. So they would say stain. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So I have to ask you, Catherine. You seem to have a lot of knowledge
0: from somehow or another. Why do some people have such a hard time expressing their sexuality? Like, why for some of us is there so much struggle around it and issues? Like, why can't it just be easy? I guess I was thinking pre-orgasm. I'm like even getting to the dating part for some mm-hmm. people, so many issues come up. Like. They get scared, or they like the person too much, and they run the they run the X the X the other way. Or (laughs) and then we could talk about that other sexy stuff in a minute too. Mm -hmm. But like, why is it so easy for some people, and then other people,
1: it's like it's so exciting they can't get anywhere near it. Like, what do you think? Hmm. Um, Well, I can't. I don't know the hearts of everyone, but I know for Cassandra, she has social anxiety. Severe social anxiety, uh, which is one of the reasons why she's 28 before she gets married. And she's pretty much avoided all social un- discomfort, including dating. So she's a little late to the scene at that point when Sergey meets her. So part of it for her is just avoidance that she's just not ready for it. It's embarrassing. It's awkward. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't feel confident. Other people, maybe they've been hurt and they're scared. I'm not really sure. I know for me as a single woman end of my age. I have a hard time meeting people I really connect with so I want it to mean something. Like I'm not interested in just uh, you know flings. I don't fling, I don't have a fling bone in my body. and then it's not everybody really wants that. So you know it's hard to find the right partner. I, I believe in the magic between people that are really meant to be together in different ways, not that you only have one in a lifetime or anything like that, but there's certain people are really special. And for you, you know, the other people that aren't special for you might be wonderful for someone else. Right. But it takes time and you really have to try to find the right people. And they're kind of hard to find. So <laughs> okay, does that answer
0: the question? Yeah, it, it does. And now okay. the other one, like, what about like, okay, so this is we're just talking about mm-hmm. relationships. This is um, still meant for all audiences, like letting go in those moments of romance.
1: Any mm-hmm. tips or suggestions there or just best to read the book? Oh, well, I mean, I can offer my thoughts. You can read, I encourage you to read the book, obviously. (laughs) I do believe that with the right person, you have things, you already have a relationship built around trust and comfort and you know that the person cares about you and they want you to have a positive experience and it's you know the sex is happening within the context of a you know hopefully a loving relationship and those are the things that i believe really help a person let go of their insecurities or their you know anything that they're embarrassed or ashamed about and then let that relationship space just hold them so they can release fully so they feel more comfortable in the container of the relationship yeah yeah and the sensuality
0: moments yeah Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. That's, that's <laughs> helping me right now. I know that your your book touches on some sensitive areas and issues, and I really appreciate that. For me, it made a big difference. It made it a deep book for me, but what's the purpose
1: of suffering? <laughs> what is the purpose of suffering? I mean, suffering is part of the experience of life, and without it, you wouldn't have the crystalline moments of pure joy, And I think those, you know, we have these peak experiences, but if all you had were peak experiences, they would seem like nothing. It would be like a star, but no backdrop of darkness to let it shine. Wow. So that's how I feel about suffering now. We don't have to suffer, but, you know, we're not going to be happy all the time. Life is all about ups and downs, Mm -hmm. right? So we don't always get everything we want. Sometimes we almost never get what we want. But that one time we reach for something okay. and it happens, then wow, you know, that's, that's the thing true. that lasts for, in your memory forever. Those those mm-hmm. moments of like memories that are like postcards of, you mm-hmm. know, perfect experiences or just the real memorable ones that wow. make up a life. So, and it's also what you focus on. So if you're focusing on your misery mm-hmm. or your suffering, you're going to not be open to the joy. So, yeah. you know, there's a balance there and we kind of all set our own you know, what experience that way. I'm working on bringing more joy in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's say someone gets a copy of your book. What kind
1: of experience might they have when they read it? Now that it's out, I've talked to a few different people that have read it for the first time, and they're bringing up different aspects of the story that were meaningful for them, because there's a lot going on in there. For some people, they'll hone right in on the sexuality. Some people write, hone right in on the relationship problems. Some people will detect the spirituality that's in there. And I, for one, like, I love all of these things, but I also like the growth that, you know, because when you've been closed down and closed to experiences, certain experiences for most of your life, then like somebody comes along and blows your doors off your closet. You know what I mean? Because Cassandra, is, she's limited when Sergey meets her, but then, you know, they get together and blammo, you know, like all this stuff is happening and her her head is exploding with um, new experiences. She gets pulled away, like as if she's on a boat on a river you know and it's like it it can feel like out of control at times right but isn't that how life is like that but i like that how she she ends up taking control of her journey after a while but she goes along with it because she's like well you're the boat captain okay i don't know what i'm doing let's let's have fun and then so it's not fun and then she's like whoa 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 (laughs) so she finds her boundaries i guess
0: yeah 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 so one thing that really intrigued me about the book, and I don't know how you did it, honestly. I read a lot of books. I love books. This capturing of different countries and nationalities and language and, like, the these local customs and tiny towns, it's just extraordinary. It's something to look forward to when, as you guys come and you experience this book. Like, you're really going on a journey, mm-hmm. and... Catherine Shurkin knows how to take you there and you really feel like you're in and in it. There's so many interesting perspectives and I'm sure this will be more interviews, but this is just the first interview Mm -hmm. with this extraordinary young writer. So I have a question like, is there something, can you give us like a little teaser, a little taste? Like what's to come in the author's voice?
1: I, do you mean like for three? Yes, are. please. Okay, so let me answer the question about when you go places. This is what I do. So I'm, I've always been interested in Russia. And I always wanted to go to Russia. I'm not lying. This is for real. Since I was a little, little kid, I always wanted to go to Russia. And they said, you can't go to Russia. I'm like, why not? They're my people. I want to go. Soviet Union, it's a, you know, Iron Curtain. You can't go there. And I'm like, they're people. I'm people. I want to go and see my, my people. You know, mm-hmm. and see my friends. And they are friends to me. So... I don't know if they feel the same way about me, but that's beside the point. I'm open to experiencing culture for whatever it is. So for so far, I like what I've seen. So I like to go when I write, I write about the streets in St. Petersburg. And I actually look at the streets on Google Maps and drop in there's sometimes you can walk around on the streets. And I look at the storefronts and the cafes and the, you know, and I feel like I'm there. I do it until I know, I feel it, I can feel myself there. And then I write the scene. In this book, they don't go too many places. They go to France, they start off in um, Manhattan, and then they go to France, and then they go to Russia. And that's it. Second book, we get a cross country, across Europe trip. And then it goes on from there. But that's how I do it. I really like to be there and to see the insides of places. If I can see, you know, photographs or whatever. So I do a little research that sets me and my mind in the scene. So, so you ready for a little teaser? Yes. All right. Yeah. So this is from The Stain. Now, this is the very first time I'm reading anything from this book Woo-hoo! in public. Good money, Good money. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from the, the chapter entitled... Let's do laundry. In this scene, she married Sergei, and they're in Russia. She's going to her first St. Petersburg party with the socialites, the rich people. They've been there a while. Sergei's in a political discussion with some guy in the other room, and she's kind of bored and doesn't feel great, and she's ready to leave. But there's a hot guy there, and his name is Vladislav Valkov. So she has gone to the laundry room to calm down and do some deep breathing to you know, ground and center herself as her as, as her practice. Way one of the ways that she copes with her anxiety, and she's done that and she's turning to leave. She's gonna tell Sergei she wants to go home. Feeling clearer, I turned to leave. My heart jolted to discover a wall of a man blocking the exit. Vladisov, Valkov. The big man eyed me with mischievous intent, but said nothing. His powerful presence held me like a deer frozen in the headlights of his eyes. We gazed at each other for a long moment until I blinked and looked away. I could not speak Russian, so I shot a little embarrassed smile and tried to step around him. I was tired and wanted to go home with my husband. I certainly didn't want to deal with a behemoth drunken admirer. Vladislav put his hands on my shoulders to stop me from leaving. My shoes fell from my finger and clattered to the floor as I took a step backward. I was stunned, but felt no fear. I did not cry out for help. I did not say no, and yet was one of the Russian words I knew. I was so stunned I did not say anything at all. He wrapped his large hands behind my head head and grabbed two fistfuls of my hair. As he pushed his body against mine, his enormous erection pressed a lewd promise into my ribs. I tried to turn my face from him, but he held my head forward. I tried to pull away, but my back wedged against the counter. I had no choice but to let him kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scene because it starts, uh, it's a turning point in the story. Definitely, it's one of my favorite scenes actually. comes
0: to mind. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful taste and a beautiful teaser. I appreciate it. So, what vision do you hold for this book, if anything were possible? If your wildest dreams can come true, like what, paint us a picture, like whatever in the future, like tell us what happened, what happened with your book and the series.
1: Uh, Wildest dream, big picture. All right. Well, that's a a good question. I mean, obviously I hope it gets to readers who love it and are inspired by it. So the first book is a little rough because she's starting out. It's a five part series. I have four books already written. The fifth one, I was just dying to be written, but I'm trying to get these other ones out first. Anyway, so I think I'm going to end at five, but I don't know. This story has a life of its own, so I don't, I I do what it tells me to do. I mean, Wildest Dreams, I really hope that people read it, are inspired by it, get some thinking. There's things in here that are intentionally controversial, because I want people to question ideas that we just kind of have and don't never think about. So I want, you know, like, what is a marriage? Who has the power in the relationship? Is that, is it really a partnership or is it a business arrangement? What is it? So there's a lot of, you know, focus on marriage and, and you know, what's okay in a marriage, and what's not okay. There's a cultural component here too. So we have the marriage, she have an American marrying a Russian. So it's, you know, but he's actually more Western European than a typical Russian, but because he spent much of his life abroad, but still like they're coming from different backgrounds and different values. And, you know, how does that work? And uh, it makes for, you know, I don't know, deliciousness, you know, mm-hmm. on a complicated level. I find international romance really exciting because it has that room for discovery and exploration. And uh, just, I don't this, I'm just so interested in other cultures and just other ways of being in the world, you know, and then the different gender roles. And I find it really exciting. So I'm hoping other people will pick up on that. And um, but there's also a psychology component in here. It's a psychological thriller. The last person I talked to that read the book said she felt that it was a psychological thriller first and then the sexuality and everything else was second to that because in this story, Cassandra is a clinical psychologist a recent graduate and she, you know, swept off her feet into this relationship and then Sergei's psychological problems begin to show and she's kind of like teasing it out as he's recalling, you know, repressed memories and it's like what is going on with him you know and and can you feel compassion for him knowing what he's been through in his life so it's he's had some early childhood trauma and does it excuse his behavior can he be helped should she be the one helping him there's like ethical dilemmas in here too but just that the reveal of the psychological trauma and how that gets played out in the story and the context of their relationship it's i don't know fascinating to me so that's actually where i started off the the, the plan for the book was that that arena and I really like that part because she's she's a clinical psychologist but even she doesn't know exactly what's wrong with him Mm. it takes her a long time to figure it out because it's not something you see every day it's juicy it's juicy on a lot of levels it's
0: juicy and I know when I um read the copy I just like was like reading it I read it I think in a couple of days it just is so like oh my god and when you'll see what happens at the end like I won't say it but it's Mm -hmm. like woo. Um, It's so cool. So it's such a really good novel. It's so well written that it stands out. And there's something else about it that's unusual, but we'll go into that another time. Like, what makes this book so unusual? And if you're reading it, like, what's already different about this book? So you can think about that when you pick it up. Like, why does it seem different? And see if you can um, feel that. Is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners What would you say to them that are reading the book or messages to them? (laughs) They're going to go buy it
1: or you're talking to your people. All right. Well, if you're interested in a book that makes you think, but is also quite warming on a cold winter's night, (laughs) because things can get pretty hot in Russia, (laughs) I would say go find the book. It's on Amazon.com. I self-published. It's available in paperback, hardcover, and on the Kindle. You can just search Katherine Ivers Norton, The Stain, and find it. I also have a website, CatherineIversNorton.com, with the latest info. I have a blog on there, too, if you're interested. I'm trying to build up a presence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on LinkedIn, just to, you know, find and engage, and engage readers. And I want to have a forum where people can discuss the book, because I think that'll be an important component for some people that they want to, you know, debrief what what their experience was and talk to other people and i'm just really hoping to start conversations about that there's certain like uh, you know philosophical dilemmas in this book yeah. and certain things that that might be potentially triggering people and it might give them a way to shift how they thought about their experience and look at it in a new way you know some of these things that cassandra does are things that we've done, or sometimes she's missed red flags that we would see, but we're all human, and it's okay, you know what I mean? So so
0: on that website, KatherineIversNorton.com, mm-hmm. that's uh, your website, the people, can they reach out to you there, like, if they have a question or want to reach out to you, is it possible
1: that you might be
0: able to answer some of them, or answer questions there, or is it like a forum?
1: Or... Yes, well on the blog they can comment, oh, okay. and I'll see the comments. I also think like anybody can reach me at Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, at CatherineIversNorton.com. Oh, that's easy. my email address. That's my business good. email address. So it's all part of the website. So if you find a the website, then it'll take you everywhere else. Because the, the link for Twitter's on there. And the link for Instagram's on there. And, um, Sweet. Yeah. So I'm trying to be accessible. I'm not overwhelmed with fans yet. So if you have questions, this is a good time to get them to me. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing
0: about if you're an early, I think they call them early adopter. Like if you jump on early, you're going to get her attention. I have a feeling that... You know, one day people, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's just this rare, like I, when I think of talking to you, I got the idea of interviewing Catherine when I saw a Jim Carrey interview before he made it. Mm-hmm. And how freaking inspiring it was. And this young guy he held his vision and he, he, he says, one day, it's so powerful and super inspiring. And, and you're also a very spiritual person. And yeah, you're my sister. But honestly, I think even if you weren't, I would be like, I would love to interview you and find out more and I'm certainly a fan of your books and I I kind of know it's coming up so um let me stand behind you for a moment if I may and just like <laughs> you know guys this lady when she would write she would write a book and I she would make me tea and she would read chapters like little pieces from the book and, and I would be all cozy up some of the happiest moments of my life just the author reading something that's it's just amazing so I kind of know what's coming up but as she develops it this is it but thank you Catherine Norton you're amazing rock star and thank you so much and we look forward to hearing more from you and thanks for giving us behind the peak scenes the first glimpse Oh,
1: true. This is my first reading. You're capturing it here. It? So. Yeah, I'm really hoping, I mean, everyone says, I hope my book changes the world, but I hope my book empowers women. Even though it might not seem that way in the first one, it's, yep. uh, you know, it, Hang in there. we have to look at things in order to question them and then change. So I'm all for sexuality, expressing that, however people are comfortable, but just, you know, finding your way and just liberating, liberate, liberate yourself. Why hold back? You know, yeah. we're all, we're all marching Towards the end here, why not enjoy life while we have it, you know? So, anyway, thank you so much, Susan. I really appreciate it. it.
0: Thank you, If you read the book, I hope you love it. Thank you. Say something in Russian as we go. Dosvidanya. This has been a Connecting to Spirit podcast with your host, Susan Norton blessing.